This is the Action Network Podcast. It's good for the win. Without further ado. That's what the game's all about. All of a sudden you feel like you can't miss. I'm going to just leave it up there. He couldn't make that if he tried that again. Absolutely not. Spread the floor. Let's go. Welcome to the Action Network Podcast Wednesday NBA Edition. I'm your host, Matt Moore, joined as always by Raheem Palmer and Brandon Anderson. We're going to be going through some second half props for this week. That's our big show this week as we get set for the second half of the NBA season. As a reminder, all of our odds are provided by BetMGM, except for the ones that Brandon's going to make up because he's just a smart little bunny. We'll also let you know about the other shows on the Action Network podcast. Make sure to check out The Favorites with Simon Hunter and Chad Millman. Also on the, the uh, Action Network podcast, you're going to have the, obviously, March Madness is around the corner. You're going to want to be checking the feed because those guys do an incredible job breaking down everything college basketball. They are the sharpest minds you are going to hear. Check it out on the Action Network college basketball podcast on this feed right here. This week, we are going to break down some props that Brandon has come up with. We'll also do our back to the future segment where we talk about futures that we wish we had made no picks this week. Cause we're on a Wednesday and there's only two games and the Thursday lines aren't out yet. So we don't have enough to choose from because well, we're still betting on them. I already have the wizards money line because I'm a de- degenerate, but in general, we don't have enough to really go through. We'll be back next week with picks. However, this week we'll start with our marquee, the marquee. You can hear the chatter from the crowd. So Brandon's come up with some second half props for us based off of where the, the league is at and asking us to, to, you know, put theoretical bets down on the future and what's going to happen in the second half of the season. Brandon, take it away. All right, guys, we're going to do the midseason prop quiz. We're going to start out with a couple of playoff seeds here. So first question, over or under the 2.5 seed for the Milwaukee Bucks? And we'll say over in this case means better. So that would be a one or two seed. Under means worse than that. So Raheem, over, under, two and a half seed, Milwaukee. I'm going to go with the over. Um, I mean, to me, you know, they're going to get Drew Holiday back. Giannis is like, you know, he's he's playing incredible. I, I think they've been, you know, the Bucks have been testing some things out, you know, defensively. They're getting rid of the drop coverage. So I think, you know, I think this is the time where they go on a run. And then you also look at the Sixers and the, and the Nets. I mean, the Sixers, they could have Embiid and Ben Simmons out with – um COVID-19 protocols, the Sixers still don't impress me yet. I mean, you know, they're just nine and seven against teams 500 and above. The Jazz was one of their first wins against, you know, a good team. Um, they've been beating up on bad competition. So I, I think they, I think the Bucks eventually pass the Sixers. I do. All right. I'll take the under. I'll go further out. Cause I think like, look, the Sixers are, are, they've been a more consistent team. Their win profile is better. The Bucks have had trouble with facing teams above 500 Meanwhile, uh, if you really look at it, the um, the majority of who the Bucks are going to face in the second half of the season, they're going to face a lot of good teams because the NBA loads up on that second half schedule as far as the national TV game. So they're going to have to face a lot of good teams, and they haven't been great in that spot. The Sixers have been consistent. The Sixers have just knocked off consistent wins. Um, I think this dip that we saw from them was a little bit of smoke and mirrors. I expect the Nets to get better. They had Blake Griffin during the All-Star break, and everybody's like, yeah, but Blake Griffin's washed. How surprised are you going to be really if Blake shows up and it's like, oh, wow, Blake's back. He was in Detroit and I, I like Detroit. I do, but most, some people don't prefer 
the beautiful sights and sounds of Detroit, Michigan. Hello, Detroit. You've won my heart. I expect him to be a little bit rejuvenated. Plus, league people still believe that Andre Drummond winds up with them. The Lakers are on the list, but the expectation from people around the league is that Drummond's going to wind up a net as well. And even if you're not high on Andre Drummond's impact, just having another big, they can finish at the rim, they can block shots. It just helps. So I think the Nets are going to get better as the season goes on, not worse. So I'll take the under and think that they're going to the Bucks are going to finish three or higher in the Eastern Conference. Brandon, what do you think? Yeah, I think I'm leaning over on this one. Milwaukee is the steadiest of those three teams at the top. Uh, they've already had their injury in Drew Holiday, where Brooklyn and Philly both have guys that tend to get injured. I don't know how it's going to hold up the rest of the season. And they're certainly going to want guys healthy for the playoffs. So I just think Milwaukee is safe and reliable. I think they're going to hold steady. I don't know that they'll be the one seed again, but I feel pretty good about getting a top two seed for them. All right, next up, same question, Denver Nuggets over under 4.5 seed out west. Matt, let's start with you. Oh, man, put me on the spot here. because I, I said there was no way they were going get to get a top four seed like two weeks ago, and then they rattled off a big win streak going into that, that west, the east coast road trip. So I'm going to go over. I think they wind up sneaking in. No, nope, I'm changing my mind. I'm going under. I'm going under. They're not going to make it. I, I, look, the Jazz aren't slipping. Like, they're, they're too far up. I think the Jazz slip, but I don't think that they fall all the way to five. Um, the Lakers are going to get AD back, and then they're going to rattle off a win streak, and they're going to be fine. The Clippers are going to keep chugging along. They're going to be fine. So, basically, what I'm saying is, I'm basically saying it, Nuggets, Blazers, and Suns. And I just think the Suns have been a better team this year. Like, the Suns' win profile is really good. The Suns have been more consistent. The Suns don't have as many injury concerns as the Nuggets do. Like Paul Mill, like they're supposed to get Gary Harris, Paul Millsap, um, Jamichael Green back after the All Star break. There's an expectation that at least most of those guys will be back. Problem is, Denver has done this last two years where they've been injured and rattled off a bunch of wins. They go on the All Star break and it's like, hey, the Nuggets are playing well, and after the All Star break, they get everybody back healthy, and then they play worse when everybody's healthy. Like it's just a weird thing with Denver. Again. I always think that whenever Denver's in a good spot, that's when you fade them. So they're in a good spot, so I'm going to fade them. I will say under four and a half and say that they're going to finish with a fifth or worse seed in the Western Conference. Yeah, I'm going under as well. Um, I just think the teams in front of them are, are playing too well. You got the um, Jazz, Suns, Lakers, and Clippers. I think you know Lakers, Lakers are going to get AD back. LeBron's going to try to make his MVP push. The Clippers, are, I mean – They've already been playing well, but they're really going to get rolling. Um, I think the Suns, to me, they're just a, a, a solid regular season team. I think the Nuggets are one of those teams that I'm going to be looking to play in the playoff because they're going to be an underdog. Maybe they come in as the fifth or sixth seed. and be an underdog against somebody. Um, and if they play the Jazz in the second round, I'll probably be all over the Nuggets. So I'm yeah. going with the under. Yeah, I think that I would lean slightly over here, but I think the key with Denver is they're just going to want to sit in that four or five seed slot. And I don't think they're going to really care which one they get, because if they're fighting with Phoenix there, that means that LA is probably two and three and they're happy right where they're at. And at that point, the under may be the better bet because who really cares about home court this year, but I think they're happy in that four or five slot. I'll say this, if the Nuggets are in the, are in the five spot and the Lakers are in the four, they'll tank down and get six. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. All right. Next question. More playoff wins, not series, just straight up number of wins. 
the Utah Jazz or the Philadelphia 76ers? Let's start with our Philly guy, Raheem. I got to go with the Sixers just because they're in the East. Um, and I just I think the Jazz have a tougher role. You know, I, I'll keep it short. <laughs> that, that's pretty much what it is. Oh, um, this is a really good one that you didn't have on your sheet. <laughs> Sorry. No, it's all right. It's a really good one. I'm glad you asked it. It's making me think. I will say I'll go Sixers. I'll go Sixers. Look, because I think we feel pretty good that they're the top three teams in the East. And then there's kind of like everybody else, right? Like we are, that's kind of where we're at is that there's the three top teams in the Eastern conference. And then there's the rest. And so there's no real risk of the Sixers being upset in the first round. Okay. There's, I think a slight chance of the jazz being upset in the first round, like a little tiny little, little, little nugget of, of concern for the jazz being knocked out in the first round. Um, and then the second round, like look at the teams that Utah is going to have to face. Utah is facing one of the Clippers, the Suns, the Lakers, the Nuggets, or the Blazers. Those teams are just way better than anybody that, that the Sixers are likely to face in the second round. Even if it's even if they, they slide to two and they get the Bucks, or they slide um, to three and have to face the, the Nets, like – I don't think there's a, I think there's a pretty good chance the Sixers get the one seed and that they face the winner of the four or five in the East, which come on, come on. So I'll say Sixers. Um, and I, there's a lot of jazz slander being thrown on this podcast and I'm okay with that. But I just want to say that like, I recognize how good the, like this is, but this is where I think what Raheem said, I think we're in the same place, which is, Hey, great job by the Jazz. They're really good. We cannot wait to bet against them in the playoffs. Like that's where we're are we are is that where we're at, Raheem? That, that's exactly where we're at. I just think I mean, I just think they have they just have the they're gonna face teams that just have guys who can dominate them. If they face the Clippers, they can't handle their wings. If they face Jokic, Jokic is gonna go off. If they face the Lakers, they gotta deal with Anthony Davis and LeBron James. It's just too they just have too much against them. And I, I think the Sixers they're one of the best teams in the East. Yeah. So I'm going the opposite direction on this one. And only slightly. I actually think I feel more confident in Utah's playoff outcome as being like a tough second round out. Like they lose in six in the second round. They're going to push someone hard. They're going to fight all the way. They're probably not going to have a big ceiling beyond that. But I don't think that I see much potential of the upset. Philadelphia feels more volatile to me. I could mm-hmm. see them getting upset in the first round as a two or three seed, depending on, we don't know where like Boston or Toronto or Miami might ha- end up. Those teams could push them. Philadelphia is also a team to me that in the wrong matchup, I could see them losing in four or five just because it just doesn't work for them and they don't have an adjustment. And so I, I think that I'll lean Utah. I don't love either of these teams. I'm ready to, to bet against both of them in the playoffs, but I'll, I'll take Utah here. This is Action Network podcast producer Matt Mitchell here to tell you our friends at BetMGM have a great new sign-up offer for our listeners, a $600 risk-free first bet. Here's how it works. If you don't already have an account at BetMGM, just sign up, make your first deposit, and place that initial wager. If the bet wins, you get all the money. If it doesn't win, BetMGM will refund you in free bets up to $600. It's that simple. 
Just click on the link in this episode description to get started. BetMGM has been a great podcast partner, and they've got all the features gamblers like us love, like live betting and daily odds boosts. Plus, they're compatible with BetSync, so when you place a wager at BetMGM, that bet can automatically be tracked in your action app. So open an account today and make your first bet risk-free up to $600. Just click on the link in this episode description to get started. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Michigan, New Jersey, Colorado, Indiana, West Virginia, Iowa, Virginia, Tennessee, Nevada, or Pennsylvania. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado and Nevada. 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia. 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. 1-800-270-7117 in Michigan. 1-800-889-9789 in Tennessee. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. Or 1-888-532-3500 in Virginia. BetSync not available in Nevada. Thanks for listening. Now back to the show. All right. Next question. A little fun here. Over under 1.5 New York Knickerbocker postseason wins. So we're counting playing games here. 1.5 postseason wins. Raheem, what do you think? Over or under? I'm I'm going under. Um, and I'm going big on it. Um Whoa. the Knicks are one of the Yeah, the Knicks are one of the teams that I'm looking to, to, to fade over the second half of the year. I mean, when you look at their schedule. They have they have the seventh toughest schedule in the league coming coming back from the break. Coming out of the break, they face the Bucks, Thunder, Nets, Sixers, Magic, Sixers again, Wizards twice, Bucks, and in the Heat. That's a that's a stretch that can almost knock them out of the playoffs. And then when you look at the Knicks, their opponents are only shooting 32.5% on open threes, despite the fact that the Knicks give up the fifth highest frequency of three-point field goal attempts at 39%. So that's going to regress. Um, and I think the Knicks are going to be looking at a play-in spot rather than the playoff spot. So I'm fading them. That was so emphatic. I want to go the other way. But but I have to agree with you under. The biggest reason is this. Um, I'm actually not going to be looking to fade them over the second half of the season. I think they'll, they'll push through the regular season just fine. I think even if they slide to the play-in game, that's still a pretty good outcome for them. For me, it's just about the playoffs. The, Tibbs teams... The big advantage that Tibbs teams have is they play hard. They play really hard, but they do not have another gear. That's been their problem in all of the playoff series that we've seen Tibbs in is they play great in the regular season and they do not have another gear that they can get to. That's as hard as they play and they can't go any higher. Like there's no higher ceiling for this Knicks team than what they've played night to night. That's it. Like, who are you looking at being like that guy can take his game to another level? Julius Randle can't play better than this. Julius Randle. I love the guy. I've loved the guy since since college. Can't play better than this. RJ Barrett can't play better than this. Manuel Quickly can't play better than this. Like, there's no guy on that roster that you're just like he can get it to another level in the playoffs. Like, there's no there's that guy doesn't exist. And so I think I have to go under here. I, I think if he winds up in a play in game, it's gonna be like I, I, even if they make it out of the play in, right? Then I can't see them taking a the game off of either of the top two seeds in the, in the, in these, I, I can't, I can't see it. So I'll take the under as sad as I am because I do like the Knicks this year. Yeah. I'm under also, I, I think that New York's best chance to go over here would be to be the nine or 10 seed and win two play in games then to make it into the playoffs before they get absolutely trounced by someone. So I could see that, but even there, I think they maybe get one awesome win. Everyone gets excited and then they lose by like 20 in the next game. So I'm under also. 
All right, we've been talking divisions all season, the Southwest and the Southeast, because everyone knows the names of these divisions. Uh, but that's the one where Miami and Dallas have been the favorites, are still the favorites. So next question, will My Miami and Dallas both win the division plus 150 or any other result than both of those teams winning the division minus 175? Matt, what do you think? I mean, I, I'm, this is, I got to delay the 175 here. Um, look, th neither of these teams are, are leading right now, as far as I can tell. Miami's in the lead, just barely. They're up by a half a game over Charlotte for the Southeast Division. You know, there's a lot of indications. The Heat were 7-3 and three before the All-Star break, so it looks like they're riding the ship and starting to get it together, and, and maybe that's, that's fine. They're not the team they were last year. They're definitely not the team they were in the bubble because it turns out the Goran Dragic can't play like Chris Paul for, you know, more than a three-week span. But, like, Dallas, like, Dallas is 18 and 16. San Antonio is 18 and 14. The Grizzlies are 16 and 16. Everyone else is live. Like, everyone else is live. And Charlotte's live. As much as I don't think Charlotte's good. Charlotte's live to win this division, which is insane to me. I also think the Hawks, if they get DeAndre Hunter back, I think they can rattle off a bunch of wins. Like, there's too many outcomes that are reasonable to mess up both of these. So I will lay the 175. I'm going to, I'm going to um, take the plus 150. Um, what? When I look at the, yeah, I'm going to take the, because when I look at the heat, these are two teams, both the heat and the, and the Mavericks. There are two teams that got decimated by COVID. Um, they both had slow starts coming out of the bubble and they're both slowly starting to put it together. Um, I think one of the things that the heat have been unlucky to me, um, when you look at all their three-point shooters, Tyler Hero has gone from 38% to 35%. Duncan Robinson has gone from 44.5% to 39%. Kelly Olenek has gone from 40% to 31%. Jimmy Butler has gone from 24% to 21%. You add in COVID um, absences and then injuries to Butler, Hero, Drogic, and, and Bradley, and you got a team that's just struggling to find its footing. And then, you know, they've also – their 29th in turnover percentage. I think – over the second half of the year, um, and as we saw over the last 10 games in which they go in 7-3, and three, they're starting to get rolling. Um, the Mavericks are one of those teams that, you know, they've been disappointing, and a lot of that was Luka's slow start. Um, you know, you look at the Mavericks over the last 10 games, they're 8-2, and two, and they're just a game back. They're one game back, and they play the Spurs tonight in a game in which you told me the other day, Matt, you said you liked the Mavericks. So they, they, they win this game. And they have the lead. So I, I just think, I mean, we know that the Mavericks and the Spurs are going to, they're going to be one and two for that division. Um, and then when I look at the Heat, I think the Heat are poised to make a run. I think the rest of that the, the, the division is, is young. I love the Hornets, you know, one of great shooting, three-point shooting teams. But I just think they're the best team in that division. So I'm going to take it. I'll also point out that the Mavericks are, four and one in their division play and the Spurs are four and five. That's a big, that's a big advantage for, yeah. for, for tiebreaker. Like mm -hmm. being up four wins and four, four games in the loss column and division is a huge deal. The Grizzlies are three and five. The Pelicans are four and three. The Pelicans are kind of interesting, right? Like they're six under, but like I can see them making like a, a really big push at some point. I'm, I'm just concerned. I'm concerned with the Pelicans defense. Like, I mean, for the first 15 games of the year, they, they, could, they could play defense and they couldn't play offense. 
they speed the pace up. Now they can play offense and can't play defense. So <laughs> yeah, it's that's just... true. <laughs> All right, and what's next? All right, next up, uh, we got most likely East eight seed. That's post plan. So most likely eight seed. Knicks, Hornets, Bulls, or Hawks. Raheem. Ooh. Okay. All right. This is um, game theory. I got to think about here. Okay. So I, I I I told you why I don't like the Knicks. Um, as much as I you know I've enjoyed the Bulls this year, they have a really tough schedule. I mean, coming out of the break, they have the Sixers, Heat, Raptors, OKC, Spurs, Nuggets, Pistons. Jazz, Cavs, Spurs, Warriors, Suns, Jazz, and Nets. Um, when I look at the, you know, to me, the, the, the Hawks have a pretty good, you know, easy schedule. Um, so I'm actually going to go with them. Um, as much as I want to take the Hornets because, you know, they're fifth and three-point shooting. Um, they have a great offensive um, rate. They're the eighth in offensive rating over the last two weeks. I got to go with the, the Hawks. I mean, they have an easy schedule. They got a new coach. They have some guys coming back from injury. I think it's it's all setting up for them to make a good run. So this is complicated because the 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 eighth seed has got to be the team that loses the first play-in game or wins both of the the play-in games from nine and ten, right? So if if you come in and you're the seven and you lose once but win the second one, then you're the eight, or you got to win twice in the playing game. So you got to factor in like all of that into your analysis, trying to figure this one out, which I love because uh, I'm a nerd. I'll say, I'm going to go with the bulls. I'm going to go with the bulls because I think either the bulls wind up in the nine spot and can win twice. Like if, if it's Hornets in the eight spot at season's end, I think they'll lose to whoever's in the seven spot. And then um, I'll take the bulls to beat that team. Or if the bulls are in the, eight spot i can see them losing to like the hawks or whoever's in the, the seven and then beating that because there are scenarios where the knicks hold on to like the five and one of the better teams that we think with the heat wind up in that seven spot and then they like trounce the bulls but then the bulls beat the two teams below them so i will take chicago because i'm not a hater like raheem and brandon are brandon anderson is a hater yeah i think i'm on the hawks on this one kind of similar to what raheem said I just feel like we got to pick one of these teams to win essentially a play, playoff game. And I guess I'm taking Trey Young and Capella and hoping that they get healthy. And I don't love any of these picks. Uh, maybe I'd rather take the Pacers. Can I play the field? It's my own question. I'll take the Hawks. Uh, let's go to the West. Same question. Most likely eight seed post play-in. Blazers, Spurs, Grizzlies, or Mavericks? Matt, what do you think? Another really, a really good one. So I'll take the Spurs in the spot. Um, let's assume the Mavericks because they were like, we have to hold on to some priors and they should have been better in preseason. I'm still a little eh on them, but let's go ahead and assume that they go up there. Uh, I trust the Warriors. I'm not fading the Blazers anymore. I'm just not. Look, there's every reason to think the Blazers are not as good as their record. I can give you about 10,000 reasons why the Blazers are not as good as their record, but they keep winning games. Uh, in large part, I think just despite me, I think that's, that's pretty much what their motivation is, is just to make my life miserable as I have, uh, I do have Blazers in the play-in uh, at plus 100 from preseason. I'm pretty sure they're going to get out of it just to spite me. So um, let's get the Blazers out of there. Grizzlies, I'm not, I just don't believe that they're that, they're, I like this team a lot. I think that they're really fun. I don't, I expect them to lose in the play-ins. I especially don't like Memphis having to win in the play-in tournament, but the Spurs, I feel pretty good about winning in the play-in tournament. I think if they can get into the play-in, I think they can win. I think they, they probably lose 
to whoever the seven seed is, whether it's the Mavericks or the Blazers or the Warriors. And so then I've got the shot for the either the Spurs need to win twice, which I can trust them to do in that kind of environment, or they need to lose once and win once. I think the Spurs are the best bet there. Yeah, I, I agree with Matt on the Spurs. I mean, I think the when I look at this, the Grizzlies were intriguing. Um, they just got Justin Will, um, Justice Winslow back. They're going to be getting Jaron Jackson back at some point. Um, and I think they still have the pain of, you know, losing last year in the play-in play um, game against the Blazers. Um, so I, I kind of wanted to select them, but I, I, I can't go away from the Spurs. I mean, they're a ver- veteran team. You know, you got Pop. I'm going to trust, you know, veteran veteran teams with, you know, pop. So I'm going with them. Interesting. The Spurs, I think, would actually be my last pick here. Really? I, I see them somewhat as the West version of the Knicks, a, a, a Thibodeau-type team with a high floor but not really a playoff ceiling. Like, I, I don't I – don't, it's tough to say that about pop, but I don't know that these players – they're going to have the worst lineup in whatever matchup they're doing. So if we're picking them to win, we're picking only because of pop. And I'd just rather pick the star talent. So I think I'm going to take the Mavs here uh, under the premise that even if they win the division, they might be the seven or eight seed. I could totally see them lose that first game and have to have like Luca heroics just to sneak in or something like that. I don't think they're going to fall too far out. I think they're going to end up somewhere in that range. So I, I don't know who here, but I, I feel like the Mavs are going to make the playoffs, but somewhere near the bottom. So I like them to, to be the eight seed here. All right, next question. We've been doing Back to the Futures all season. So we're going kind of a, a double Back to the Future here. Back to the Future! If only one of them wins it, Who's more likely to win? LaMelo Ball, Rookie of the Year, or Jordan Clarkson, Sixth Man of the Year? Raheem, what do you think? I mean, when you look at um, the odds on BetMGM right now, um, they have LaMelo Ball at minus 500, and they have Clarkson at minus 350. Um, So the minus 500, um, and this is not removing the VIG, they give LaMelo an 83% chance um, at winning, and Clarkson at minus 350. He has a 77% chance of winning. Um, now, mind you, this isn't removing the VIG. Um, takes a little work to do that. But I'm going to trust the market here. I, th- I think Lamelo is just, I mean, he's rolling right now. Since he's taken over um, in the starting lineup, he's averaging 20 points, six assists, and six rebounds. Um, and, I mean, the Hornets are rolling right now. Um, and I think, you know, he's a big part of that. So as great as Clarkson has been off the bench, um, I could see somebody else stealing it from him before somebody stole it from Mello. So that's what I'm going with. Um, so I bet Justin Fan Obi Toppin versus LaMelo Ball. And if neither <laughs> one wins, then I don't have to pay him. So I'm going to say Clarkson is more likely uh, because I don't want to have to pay Justin Fan because it physically pains me every time I have to pay Justin Fan. I also think, uh, look, I actually do think that's a better, better one. Second half of the season, Tyrese Halliburton goes off. Kings make a run. That, that's plausible. What six man is really going to be able to grab it, given the, the voting habits of the voters? Like both of these are locks. But if we look at like the, the voting history, if you score a lot of points and you come off the bench for a winning team, you're winning it. Jordan Clarkson scores a lot of points, comes off the bench for a winning team. Like this is, this is pretty simple. If the Hornets fade, if the Hornets fade, which is possible because I don't think that they're that, they're that good, then LaMelo absolutely takes a tumble. Um, I think that anybody could really make a run at this. LaMelo's been good. Been good. Hornets are good. 
fun guy, fun flashy passes, but Lamelo is not. I don't think he's been some sort of like transformational player. He's just been the best of a bad rookie class. There's been solid players. I like Patrick Williams a lot. Like there's a lot of guys whose career, like long term, I like a lot more than Lamelo's. So um, I'll take Clarkson on that end. Yeah, I, I got to go with Lamelo here. I just have a really hard time coming up with anything other than Lamelo winning it. The, the only way I see him losing the rookie of the year is if he ends up hurt and misses a stretch. Halliburton is the only one that I think is even in the mix. And in order for him to steal it, like we don't do rookie of the year based on, oh, he carried the Kings to the playoffs, which is not going to happen anyway. What and if rookie- Ant What if Ant really starts to put together? What if Ant starts shooting like 35% from three? <laughs> yeah wow <laughs> big news for my guys he's he's literally the worst player in the league right now by like every advanced metric and i don't know i mean we the wolves have nothing else so he's gonna have to play and put up points i, I think i like right. ant better i'll say it if someone was gonna steal it i think he's more likely to steal it than halliburton because you're gonna need someone you know like maybe so ant we, so with, we got we got two guys that you're like they could steal it they could something so who's stealing it from clarkson Here's my hot take. I don't think Jordan Clarkson is the best six man on his own team. Brandon Anderson is a hater. I think Joe Ingles is the more valuable six man. I don't know who steals it. Clarkson's going to win. LaMelo's going to win. I just think LaMelo is more likely to win. Y'all just standing for LaMelo. (laughs) Oh, man. All right, let's (laughs) let's zoom ahead to the finals because I want to know, gentlemen, even odds – does the finals feature at least one of the Nets or Lakers or any other matchup? Raheem, what do you think? I'm going Nets or Lakers. Um, I, I just I don't see anybody in the East beating the Nets. I, I just think they just have too much firepower, and I, I can't bet against that. I mean, and then I, I think one of the good things about this Nets team is that Harden – he tends to fade in the playoffs because he has to carry, you know, these teams and he doesn't have that problem. I mean, him and Durant have only played 11 games. Durant's going to come in healthy. Kyrie's, you know, they're, they're low managing him. They have all the shooting. I just don't see any team beating them. So, I mean, the Lakers kind of have a tougher path, but they're still the favorites. So I, I, there's just no way that we're not going to have finals with one of these teams. Um, so, all right. I bet preseason on Nets Lakers. I added at the all-star break Nets Lakers. So I have a healthy position there. So I'm going to now hedge and go the other way. And I'm going to say Nets, uh, I'm going to say Nets Clippers. I'm actually going to bet that probably sometime in the next like day or so. I'm actually gonna put a, put a small position on that because the numbers are really good. Oh, I think you. I think it. It was. It was feature one of them. Was yeah, it? I thought so, it was both. Yeah, no. For this question, at least one of the Nets or Lakers is a hit, or any other matchup. Okay. Is the other side. I would still. I would still probably go the other way. Um, and the reason I would say any other matchup is, I think the Clippers can beat the Lakers, and I think the Sixers can beat the Nets. Um, I also, honestly, I think the Bucks can beat the Nets. Like. I know that's going to drive Raheem nuts because of how much he likes to fade the bucks and how much money he's made off of them. But look, you have to be, you have to be a absolutely like you have to be a well-oiled machine offensively in terms of your execution 
with certain guys that can punish you. Like it was Jay Crowder last year. It was Fred Van Vliet the year before. It wasn't the primary threats. Cause like I did the work on this. They cover the, like they're going to stay on Joe Harris. The bucks will stay on Joe Harris. The bucks are switching more. The bucks mm-hmm. have rim protection. The but like the bucks have, and the bucks have drew holiday, Chris Middleton and Giannis to throw it Harden, Durant and Kyrie. Like, I get, like, they're going to get theirs. I get it. But if you're trying to build a wall and transition versus Giannis, if you're going to layer your defense, which is what you have to do to stop Giannis, like, you could stop him, but you got to layer it. Who are the Nets layering against Giannis? Who's the, who are they building a wall with? I agree with that. I, I, I think that's a, that's, a, that's a series. I mean, I think that they played the second game in which Harden came back. And I think that'll be indicative of what the series will look like. It'll be a six, seven game series where firepower is going to win out. (laughs) I'll I'll take any other, I'll take any other outcome because I think there's one team in the West that can beat the Lakers and that's the Clippers. But I do think that there's two teams in the East that can beat the Nets. So I'll take any other outcome. Yeah, I agree with all of that logic. I'm just going to take the Nets or Lakers in the finals just based on on math, really, that I, I just think by the time that we get there, I think that we're going to see both of those teams as somewhat prohibitive favorites. I think they're going to be clear favorites, I guess I'll say. And for both clear favorites not to get there, I just don't feel like the math works that way. It's COVID season, so you never know. Maybe that maybe one team gets upset normally and the other team has a player missing or something like that. I can see it. That's why I was even odds here, but I, I think I'll take the one of Nets or Lakers and probably both, but I guess we'll see once we get there. Let's wrap up for our marquee event. Thanks to Brandon for putting up those great questions because they were awesome. Uh, before we move on though, got to tell you about the athletic brewing company. You know, we talk a lot on this podcast about edges, putting the work in, finding opportunities and betting on them. And one easy way to lose your edge is to get absolutely hammered and start betting games. And that's why we want to tell you about our friends at the Athletic Brewing Company. So Athletic Brewing Company was founded by these two guys, Bill and John, who love craft beer. But they realized the flavors they loved weren't available in non-alcoholic, like at all. So they started Athletic Brewing, and now they've won awards, expanded their brewery. I mean, these guys are killing it. Athletic Brewery sent us beers to drink. Because they're non-alcoholic, they're only 50 to 70 calories a piece, and they actually taste great. So if you're looking to hammer a second half line without getting hammered yourself, these beers are a great option. So if you want to support the show, head to athleticbrewing.com, check out their selection, and place an order using code ACTION15. This gets new customers 15% off their first order. And if you order two or more six-packs, shipping is always free. The athleticbrewing.com, use the action code 15 on that first order. And enjoy the flavor while keeping that gambling edge. All right, guys, let's move on. And we're going to, I have a new segment for you. I have to surprise you because Matt Mitchell surprised me with this. This one is called Thanks for Nothing. Good teams win and great teams cover, but some teams do neither. This is Thanks for Nothing. This is, I'm going to ask you guys, the team in the first half of the season that lost and failed to cover and bothered you the most. What team 
gave you the most issues betting on in the first half of the season that that both failed to win and cover. And so thanks for absolutely nothing. And I will go ahead and tell you mine is the Dallas Mavericks. Thanks for <laughs> nothing, Mavs. I put I put a lot on their win total at 41 and a half. Last year I was like these guys can't defend worth a damn. They're not going to be any good. These guys are going to be this is going to be a middling team at most. I don't think they can win 39 games. Instead, they were like the sixth seed for half the season and wound up in the seventh spot. And so this year, I'm like, well, okay, they got better on defense by adding Richardson. Like, they're, it's another year with Luka and KP. Luka was so dominant last year, so I went on the over this year, and now they're just absolutely falling apart. And game by game, they've been infuriating to bet with so many spots where, like, they just looked like they were absolutely outclassed. And then notably one time I was like, oh, this is a great spot to fade the Mavs. They haven't looked right. I'm totally betting against them versus the Clippers. And they beat them by 50. Thanks for nothing, Mavs. Raheem, what's yours? I'm going to go with the Indiana Pacers. Um, for me, they're just easily one of the most disappointing teams all year. They're just 14 and 21 against the spread. And for whatever reason, the market just seems to overvalue them. I don't understand why. They were up. They were playing the Knicks last week. I think they were up 98-93. And they didn't they only scored twice um for the rest of the game. Um this is one of the most frustrating teams. Um I thought the addition of um the new coach, um Nate Gorkin, I thought he would, you know, change some things up. But this team is only 17th in offensive rating this year. Um this team can't score. Um, I thought they would they would push the pace. I thought they would, you know, shoot three more. They're not doing that. Um, so it's just like honestly, they, they could have just Karis kept... Levert and TJ Warren. Cut him a break, man. <laughs> Karis Levert had cancer. But I, I'm just saying they had Oladipo for you know half the season at this point. But they were like great the... there. They were great at the start of the season when everybody was healthy. Like remember, they were like the story. They were playing the best basketball. In, Dece- in December and early January, like they were, they were absolutely great. But they had they had to move Depot for a number of reasons. And then, I mean, I, I understand it, but the market is still yeah. overvaluing this team. Yeah. So it's it. just like a lot of times, it's just you know they're they're favorites every night, and they're just not coming through. Um, they're just they're just easily for me. They've been one of the most disappointing teams. Um, I I, I have to stay away from them. <laughs> Brandon, what's yours? So the Mavs are the first team that came to mind. And uh, rather than going with the team, I'm going to go with my usual props and <laughs> go with thanks for nothing, entire Cleveland Cavs backcourt. <laughs> Every time Colin Sexton or Darius Garland shows up in my props, I swear to God, someone is leaking that I took them to the players <laughs> themselves so they can actively sabotage me. Darius Garland will put up like seven assists, eight assists, nine assists, eight assists. And then they'll be like, oh, over, under, five and a half assists. And I'll be like, oh, we got easy money here. I'll talk about it. I'll play it up. It's gotten so bad that one of my buddies, who's a big Cleveland Cavs fan, I actively warn him now when I'm betting on one of the Cavs guards, like, (laughs) hey, man, sorry your guy's going to have a bad game tonight. It's happening. So thanks for nothing. Sexland. Oh, man. That's that's a great one. I love that. All right. Uh, That's going to wrap it up the action network podcast thanks for joining us really appreciate you guys hanging on and joining us on this ride we are going to be there for you all throughout the regular season couple of programming reminders for you 
Uh, we're going to start doing Clubhouse on your app. Get the Clubhouse app. We're going to be doing those on Thursdays before the big slate, breaking down our bets. Uh, on Friday, I am on the NBA BetCast on League Pass on the Bulls game. So check out that out. You can find it on the League Pass option, streaming option, the NBA BetCast. I'll be on there with the guys from Yahoo Sportsbook. Um, starting next week, every Wednesday, you can catch Raheem and I on Heat Check, a new show that we're doing, breaking down the Wednesday slate. We're going to give you props. We're going to give you sides. We're going to give you totals. We're going to give you all the great analysis. We're fitting that in in the window about two hours, hour and a half before tip. Check the Action Network handle at Action Network HQ for that. On Fridays, it's going to be Chad Millman, Justin Fan, and Preston Johnson, Sports Cheetah, who everybody loves. They're going to be doing the Friday slates. Raheem and I are on Wednesdays with Chris Raybon. We have so much content for you guys to break down the NBA betting slates. Make sure to check it out. you got to be following us at Action Network HQ. Follow Raheem. Follow Brandon. Follow me. I have a column coming out today on the MVP. Um, I'm posting my betting model for the um, most valuable player. Um, there's, two, there's two different models. There's a um, linear regression model and a logistic regression model. One of the models actually predicts voting share, and the other one predicts the probability of a guy winning. Um, you guys will be surprised to see who I have first. So check that out today on the Action Network. I love it when you talk regression to me, Raheem. Uh, you can also check out my coverage of the trade <laughs> deadline. That's on there. I have a huge piece coming out on the Jazz. Uh, spoiler alert! Not super high on their chances long term. Big surprise there for me. You can check that out on the Action Network. Check out Brandon's props article, which is absolutely killing it this season. And we'll talk to you guys again next time on the Action Network Podcast NBA Edition. We're finished talking. <laughs>